Hello and welcome to another episode of Hughes of Love. But why you gotta yell at him to say hello? I don't know. I'm trying something else. <laughs> I'm your host Marcus, and with me I have the most precious thing to me, my amazing wife and co-host Kisa. Hey everyone. If this is your first time tuning in, this is a space where we talk about our journey of life and faith as a married Christian black couple raising five beautiful kids. Yes, yes. And so I think what we'll do is I'll just start with asking, babe, how are you after the week that we had? Yeah, so this week was definitely intense, to say the least. And I think after our conversation last night, I feel much better. Good. But it was definitely a week to remember and a really tough one. Yeah. Yeah. We had so much happen this week. Um, so we'll just jump right into it and we'll let you guys know what happened this week. So actually, it probably started the, yeah, Monday, our dryer broke mm-hmm. and our oven broke. And with that, we didn't know when we were going to get a new dryer. We were told, well, forget the dryer. We didn't know we were going to get a new oven. Yeah. We were told it could take 10 to 11 days before we were going to get a new oven. That means eating out for a family of six. Yes. And just to give perspective, it cost us almost $40 just to take everybody to Chick-fil-A. Yeah. So to have to worry about how we were going to feed our family, not to say that we couldn't spend the money, but who wants to do that for that amount of time? Um, but we were blessed to have, uh, family and friends come deliver us meals, um, until we did get a new oven, but our oven was broken. My mom dropped off a meal for all of us. And at the same exact time, um, I am trying to really work on my blog, Mosaically Me, and really took the evening after everybody was eating or finished eating and was going to bed to uh, work on my blog and was not paying attention to the food. I guess we've never even said it either that we are plant-based eaters. So, and we don't say vegan just because we do eat honey and vegans don't eat anything that come from animals. So Mm -hmm. we are plant-based. I wasn't paying, our kids are not though. I wasn't paying attention grabbed a honey mustard, um, dipped my food in it because why not? For completely forgot that honey mustard has egg in it. Wouldn't have mattered anyway, actually, because I had a crazy allergic reaction, but didn't even know I was allergic to egg. Right. Yeah. So that's, that, that was pretty much the nutshell of our, of our, um, of our week or the start of our week. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. Um, I didn't know, again, that I was allergic. I started to feel really, really weird. Um, You were sleeping because you had put the kids to bed. Right. Fell asleep on their floor. I was downstairs working. Couldn't figure out what to do or what was happening. I actually took Benadryl because I wasn't sure what was going on. Um, And when that didn't work and my throat started hurting really bad, went and got you. I think both of us kind of panicked a little bit, didn't know what to do. What else did we do? We took my AviQ, which is, it is an EpiPen. Well, EpiPen and AviQ are the brand names, right. but it's epinephrine. So I have 
an ABQ because I do have food allergies. Um, I didn't know you had an Right. I didn't know I was allergic to egg. Right. Right. So I'm allergic to milk protein and to pretty much all meat. Um, So I knew to stay away from those things. Egg wasn't one of them, but I'm so grateful that we did have it um, because you were able to give it to me. Mm -hmm. We called 911. Well, you called 911. Right. And off to the ER, I went by myself. Yeah. So... Tell me about the experience. Like, how did you feel when you were having the reaction? Um, It was really crazy, actually, because I feel like when you are, when people describe allergic reactions or what you see on TV, it's somebody like breaking out in hives immediately or, you know, their face blowing up or whatever. I always think of um, the Will Smith movie when, yeah, Hitch, when he's like (laughs) blowing up or whatever. But I think that's what mainstream society kind of shows us is an allergic reaction. So for me, I wasn't even sure that I was having an allergic reaction because it started with me feeling like I had like something stuck in my throat. And I was sitting just trying to like clear my throat. I thought maybe some like a piece of my food got stuck or something like that. So I was trying to drink water, trying to clear my throat. And as the minutes went on, it went from like something feeling like it was stuck in my throat to like a boulder Mm -hmm. or like something massive was sitting in the back of my throat. And I don't know if you remember, I was like doing everything I could to clear my throat. And it was like every second I was like clear. I did it so much. I actually got a sore throat afterwards because I was trying to clear my throat. Um, My tongue started getting really like tingly. Yeah. And then my chest, that was the part that probably scared me the most is my chest started hurting really bad. And it was really hard to like catch my breath and breathe. Mm -hmm. Like my chest got really, really heavy and it hurt. So yeah, it was really weird. I didn't break out in hives at all. Um, But, you know, we did find out once I got to the hospital that my throat was actually closing, which is why it felt like there was that boulder in my throat. So like what was going through your head throughout the experience? Like what were you thinking each step? I mean, we go from, you know, eating and then feeling a little discomfort, not feeling well. Um, your Just throat like kind of hurting. Yeah. And then like, you know, I mean, cause there's, there, there's stages to it. You right. were kind of going back and forth. I think that the thing that you didn't uh, mention was that we called our friend who was a nurse to see if, you know, if we should just kind of see what happens with the Benadryl, if she should take more, if she should Right, take I didn't even know if I ep- should take the EpiPen. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, AviQ. Yeah, AviQ, sorry. <laughs> I think it's so easy to call because everybody yeah. says EpiPen, but yeah. Um, yeah, so it was, for me, I looking back now, I can tell that I was kind of like, when it first happened, I thought, okay, I'll just take the Benadryl and things will get better, like... I'm not having an allergic reaction. I didn't eat anything that I could have an allergic reaction to. But by the time, like, and we should we should say this was all in the span of maybe like 10 minutes, right? That's 10, 15 minutes at most. It wasn't long between the time that I, like, ate the food and then, like, 911 had to be called and they had to come. Like, it wasn't a long span of time. But, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when I, right after I ate it, I felt fine for the first couple seconds. And, um, I should also say too, I only ate two bites. Like I only dipped my food in it twice. So it wasn't even like I had a whole meal's worth of like 
honey mustard before I had this reaction. Um, but I think it was, okay, like whatever this is, it'll pass. Like I'll be fine. Um, I've accidentally eaten an allergen before and I literally could just take Benadryl and I was fine. So right. that's what I thought. Like if I, if I did accidentally eat something, I'll be okay. Um, it wasn't until, um, when I called and she had said, um, you know, take the EpiPen or I'm sorry, take the AviQ. And if you don't feel better, call 911. Cause we had Google, we even Googled to see, should we call 911? And everything was like, even after you take it, call 911. Um, but it wasn't until you actually had to inject me with it when I was like, this is real. Like yeah. I'm really having a severe allergic reaction to something. And I think panic kind of set in at that point. Um, because at the same time, it was like, right when you gave me the injection, that's when like all of the symptoms were just getting progressively worse. And I was just sitting, I remember, um, I remember hearing you on the phone with 911, but not processing that you were on the phone with 911, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, and I think a lot of it is still really like hazy for me just because. Adrenaline's gone. Yeah. Fear and. Right. And I exactly. And I definitely wasn't in the right state of mind. So Just I don't in, even in, in shock. I really was in shock because I do remember sitting in the ambulance and like looking and I was like, I've never even been in an ambulance before. Like I'm 34 years old and I've never been in an ambulance. And now here I am for something that I ate. So. The first like. Big thing that happened was like actually having to take the RVQ. Right. But now you're in the ambulance. Like, how did you feel then? What was going through your mind? Oh my goodness. I was so, I will say I was scared. I was so scared because before they could even take off, um, or I should say drive away, they, both of the guys, um, the EMTs were like, we can't even drive off until we give you an IV, um, because the state of what you're in, we need to give you a high dose of Benadryl just to get your body like, okay, so we can drive away. Mm -hmm. And so I remember sitting there and I remember, I remember thinking I'm always a hard stick. And I was like, please don't mess this up. Like, yeah. please, <laughs> please get this right. But I also remember like my chest hurts so bad. I was barely responding to their questions. And I remember thinking in my mind, my voice is so low. I can't get my words out. And I was trying to talk normally, but because everything, like my throat was closing, my chest was hurting, like it was hard to breathe. Like I was almost whispering because I couldn't get my words out. Um, so it's, it's one of those kind of almost like out of body experiences because in my mind I'm process, you know what I mean? Like why am I not? Why do I sound like that? Just What's surreal. going on? Yeah, yeah. Like what's happening here? And um, I remember in the, in the ambulance, I started shaking really bad. And he was like, okay, well, Benadryl wouldn't do that. And he was like, don't worry. It's more than likely your nerves. And mm -hmm. so, and that was kind of where it kicked like, oh my goodness, like I'm really terrified because I'm so like, my body's physically responding to it. And I was shaking so bad. Um, so yeah, the ambulance ride though, it was, he was trying to like talk to me and calm me down. But then at the same time, he was on the phone with the ER to let them know that we were coming in. Um, so I heard that conversation. And if you've ever been in an ambulance, you can't see out the windows. So like, I didn't even know, cause 
where I was or what's going, you know what I mean? You're looking around and you're seeing all these like, um, I guess different life saving measures that they have in there. Right. right? right and so right. looking around at these different things and then like being in my own body where it's like, I can't breathe and stuff. Like, yeah, I really, honestly, that's when I just, I was like, God, like you got to handle this. Like, I don't have this to do. I don't have, you know, allergic reactions to do. I am not going to lose my life over whatever the world that I ate. Like I, and it's interesting because we should also say too, Food allergies are something that we've been dealing with for the last couple of years. Like with um, our kids. Yes, with our kids. And even the allergies that I have, I've probably our allergists have said has said that I've probably always had them. But because our two youngest have the same food allergies, I eliminated them for the past four years in order to be able to nurse them. And so it's always been like in the back of my mind carrying their EpiPens and, you know, knowing um, the severity of food allergies that something serious could happen. I just never thought it would be like me. So, so like one of the things you, you said it, I think we were just kind of going with this story, but one of the reasons uh, the, the, um, what's the specialist? What's her name? Oh, Dr. Dr. O. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she was saying that she thought that you probably had these allergies before we even um, knew about them now. So they've probably always existed. Right. And so you have had health issues that because it was um, something that you ate all the time, it was something that didn't affect you the way that it had, you know. Now, right. That that day. And it it wasn't until you started omitting the things from your diet because our two youngest have severe food allergies that your body was able to reset. Right. And then those things that you were allergic to that you didn't know you were allergic to um, became foreign objects. Correct. Which is the reason why they exhibited themselves the way that they did. Right. Which is why they came out at 100 and decided (laughs) that they were just going to really show themselves. Right. So um, again, like you had said, she had, she has said that, you know, I've always probably been allergic to milk protein, which makes sense because I do believe as a baby, the same thing with our children. Um, but they said I had outgrown it, mm-hmm. but I always had stomach issues. I've always had, you know, uh, bloating. I've always had, um, gotten sick and it's always been some type of respiratory issue or some type of something like, you know what I mean? And so doctors used to always just tell me like, Oh, Um, you just, your stomach's just not that great or, oh, whatever the case may be, take this, take that, do this, do that. Um, and since I've omitted them over the last couple of years, I don't get sick the way that I used to. I, and I don't have any bloating issues and I don't have all these things. And so just talking to her two weeks ago, which was not even, it wasn't even an appointment for me. It was an appointment for our daughter. Um, she was saying that it, it would actually make sense because of the things that bother me are the very things that our kids are allergic to. Right. So, um, yeah. And, and it's interesting because I love eggs, loved eggs. I don't want to fool with eggs. I don't want to look at them. I don't want anything to do with them now. You love cheese. I loved cheese. I loved anything, ice cream, all the things. Um, I've never been a huge meat eater. So that was one that I was okay to eliminate. 
Um, but it's interesting even with meat because growing up, I never liked it. I just always thought it tastes gross and made me feel awful. Mm, right. um, and so I didn't want to eat it because it was just gross. Like, why would I want to eat something that just makes me feel awful? But in retrospect, it was really making me sick. I was allergic to it. Just didn't know. Um, but I will say one thing, though, that um, in terms of following the whole... Actually, I'll wait. I'll wait. So you're at the ambulance. You're going to the hospital. Right. Where are you now? What are your thoughts? What's happening? Oh my gosh, I was so scared. I was one. I was scared. Two. I was. I was. I was scared for two different reasons. One, it's like we're in the middle of a pandemic, and right. here I am, who has been literally in my house since March. Like our kids don't go to school. They don't play any sports. We don't go anywhere. Like we have been very intentional about making sure that we are being safe and like staying away from like everything and then here I am just being taken into a hospital and it even it wasn't even until I got to the hospital where they even put the mask on my face um and I was like I was just in this ambulance the whole time with no mask and you guys yeah <laughs> but they couldn't put it on because I couldn't breathe like right. and they had to watch and so being wheeled into the ambulance it was I mean being wheeled into the ER it was just the craziest thing but then also it really was like telling that we're living in the middle of a pandemic because they didn't even have a room. Wow. So they put me in the hallway and I was like, here I am having a whole like anaphylactic, like food allergy issue. And yet you all just have me sitting right in the hallway. So, I mean, the nurse that I had was phenomenal. She was like, I'm sorry that we have to check you and stuff like that out here, but we'll try to be as discreet as possible. And I'm like, just saved my life. I don't really yeah. care about it. <laughs> Look, I didn't had four whole children. I'm not worried about that right now. Like just saved my life. But yeah, I think that was the thing. And then two, I was definitely scared because I've never been through, especially as an adult, a situation where like you haven't been right next to me. Um, this isn't our first like ER visit, right? right. Um, or my first ER visit, but this is the first time that I had to go by myself. Yeah. And so that was really scary for me is like, here I am all by myself and they're like trying to talk to you and hook you up to all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't even know what's going on right now. So yeah, being at the hospital was, it wasn't, yeah, it was scary. But at the same exact time, I, I really appreciated the doctors and the nurses doing everything they could to like, get me out of there as quickly as possible because there was a pandemic. Like the doctor made it very clear. Like we're going to do everything we can to get you out of here because you don't need to be here any longer than we have to keep you. So. Right. Right. Although I was there for a couple hours, which I didn't expect, but you don't know what to expect. Like, <laughs> So having gone through this experience and knowing that, you know, we have kids with allergies, how did that affect, how did that impact you? Um, I think it really showed me how prepared we need to be in case of an emergency. I think um, I've always felt like, okay, well, if something happens, we have their EpiPen and we're good. But it's so much more than having an EpiPen. It's really having a game plan and having it written down, right? So that even if we're not around and something happens to them mm -hmm. or something happens to me, somebody can follow the, you know, whatever the plan is to get them, get us to wherever we need to, or get us to the ER as safely as possible. Because one of the things is, is 
we were completely unprepared for an allergic reaction in our home, which is crazy because there's three of us with severe allergic reactions. Like there's, we carry an epi, well, we carry an AVQ epinephrine for three of us. And so even though like, that's not it, I always thought, okay, well you just get the injection and you're cool. My mind never processed above that. Right. So I always make sure I have them in our diaper bags and purses in our homes and the whole, like, you know, homes of people that are closest to us that we may go over to. But I never thought of having like an actual like plan in place of what to do if there's an allergic reaction. Okay. Yeah. So what would you say that your biggest takeaway was from this experience? Like, what was it that you learned um, that you didn't know about, you know, having, um, allergic reactions to, you know, certain foods. What, yeah. what, what would you say that your biggest takeaway in this whole thing was? Well, I thought like in the days afterwards, I was really, really hard on myself, I think, because I was like, how could you do that? How could you eat something that you shouldn't have been eating anyway? And why didn't you read the instructions and stuff or read the, you know, ingredients and stuff? And yeah. then I realized that like that there was nothing that I could have done. Right. Like right. even if it had egg just because I eat plant based and I didn't eat it, there could have been something else that I ate that accidentally had egg in it that I would have never known, you know? Um, so just because it happened at that particular time because of something that I, you know, I wasn't reading the direction or, oh my gosh, I keep saying directions and stuff, but the ingredients, <laughs> it wasn't my fault. Um, but I also learned, like I said, is that I need to be much better prepared um, for a situation like that mm-hmm. um, and be very mindful of what I'm eating and what I am even giving our children. I think there's been times where we've accidentally like bought something and I'm like, oh, okay, oh my goodness, like just don't eat that again or something like that. And it's just like, this is a really, not to say that we've never been serious, but it's really serious. And not just for me, but even for our kids, it made me that much more aware of how much we need to make sure that they're safe. Um, and that I'm safe, but it also kind of put me in a place where, and this is something that I'm working on where I'm like, I don't, I don't even want to let them out of my sight. Like what if somebody doesn't pay attention and they accidentally give them something Yeah. or yeah, um, like, you know, Layla's, you know, she'll be heading to school soon. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like as if, and it's crazy because I just talked to her allergist about it just, you know, a few weeks ago. Um, about what that looks like when she does go to school and what's the plan and how do we keep her safe and stuff. And so to have this happen, I'm like, oh, goodness gracious. Like, it, it gave me that little, like, Ugh, how do we keep them safe? Like, yeah. Especially because I think, too, a lot of people don't think about food allergies or they think about it as in, like, oh, just don't eat it and you'll be fine. Uh, but it's so much more than just don't eat it. Right. Um, but yeah, by myself, it's just, who I was not ready. I was not ready for any of that. I thought that I could handle anything and everything. You know me. I feel like I have a plan for a plan for a plan. And yeah. um, in that situation, I just was not prepared at all. Um, but even with a plan, I was not 
like I ne- I've never experienced I feel like when I was like out of myself so much so that like I couldn't even I guess even explain to you how bad I really felt or what was really going on because I was so right, spaced. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it did not come across as um as seriously as it probably should have. Right. I think I was like almost going on as if nothing was really happening. Like even when I went to go and get you, I was just like, my throat hurts a little bit. Yeah. Like not like I can't breathe. I need help. And yeah, it was it was really weird. Like I don't know why I responded like that, but I guess in a situation where it's an emergency, you don't know how you're going to respond. But I definitely responded as if I could like sit down and drink a glass of water and life was going to be okay. Right. And not that I was like having an... <laughs> like anaphylaxis. So that was really weird. Yeah. So I have questions for you because I was the one who was physically going through it, but you had to really go through that process with me. So what was it like for you when I came to tell you that I thought I was having an allergic reaction? Well, first, like, like you said, I was asleep. So I was out of it. Right. I remember waking up, getting up, and I don't remember, like, what my response was, but you were not happy with what it was? It was very nonchalant. It was something like, okay, well, all right. But I think it's because you were sleeping. Like, I don't think you really grasped what I was saying. It was. Like, that your your throat hurts or your throat is... That means nothing waking up from a nap. And... Like, there was really no context. Like, um, I don't even know if you said that you thought you were having an allergic reaction or not. I didn't. I didn't even tell you I ate something or anything. I just said my throat hurts. So I get up. I'm trying to figure out, like, what's going on. And um, then I think after you expressed your, um, your dislike for the way that I responded... I think then you better um, explain like what was going on that you had, um, that you had the food that I think I remember telling you not to eat anyway, but. Um, yeah, and I was like, a, I'm really hungry. It so shouldn't have really eat. been a problem anyway, though, from what we knew that you um, were allergic to. It's just right. that you had omitted meat that you didn't want to eat meat any longer and so I was trying to you know tell you like don't do it because right. that was what you told me to do anyway right um so once you said that you know you had eaten honey mustard and it had egg in it I didn't think too much about that because that wasn't anything that we identified as you know a trigger for um an allergic reaction right but you know it just got you some water um I think you said that you had you um you had Benadryl, so yeah. At that point, I was just up, and I was just kind of you were taking at out the, the trash. <laughs> well, no, 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 not at that time. I think I was um I just I sat on the couch, I think, and I think you were at the kids' table, and um. Then you just kept like clear, clearing your throat, and I could see that you were starting to get a little bit more anxious. And so um, you were saying that you thought you needed to get your um, OVQ 
And we were kind of going back and forth with that. Now, the thing is, I'm not saying that um, you go over and above but I think that sometimes we disagree when things are a medical emergency. So like, I think earlier it was just like, well, is this that deep? But as I started to see that you were getting, you know, like more and more anxious, it, it started to, it actually started to worry me. Mm. So I think we, um, I think I did, t I, I told you to call Nikki. Yeah, you told to me to call. And I was like, if, why am I calling? Well, <laughs> what breathe. she thought. Um, <laughs> But at that point, I'm thinking, all right, well, what do I need to do in this moment? It was like the trash night. So I collected all of the trash because if I had to leave, I wanted to make sure that it got out. I don't think that made a whole lot of sense in retrospect. Not but at in all. in the moment, fresh up, you know, waking up from this nap, I was thinking about that. I thought about calling off because I was supposed to be going into my, um, my um, part-time job. Um, I think we, we, did we get a hold of Nikki? Yeah, 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 yeah. So in the in the midst of me collecting trash and putting it out, um, she. Well, I got a hold of her though. It was after, after we was had it already after given. The... Yeah. Okay. So it was after because by that time, by the time, um, it was all like all over the place because you were like call her, call her, and I'm like, no, I think I need to take this like epinephrine now. Right, like yeah. I don't think I I don't think calling her is gonna make a bit of difference. So I think you gave it. I think I had you give it to me, and then I think when she called back is when I was like, "We already called 911." <laughs> so we couldn't find it immediately. Actually, that was that was the first thing that kind of. No, we did find it. it was my purse. No, you no, were looking for the second not... one. Yeah. No, no. You told me to get it out of Marcus's bag. You couldn't find it. We really? couldn't find it, and then. Um, so I went upstairs. I looked for it in the. Um, no, that's the one that the the nine one one told you to make sure I had a second one with me. It I'm was in my to purse. I explained to you that we could not find it immediately. We couldn't find it immediately because we were trying to figure out where it was, and then we found it. I administered it to you, and then um, then it was like, well, should I um, should we call nine one one, and we looked it up and actually I don't even know why we had to do that. I mean, it the the cool thing about the AviQ is it's it's automated. So it tells you everything that you need to do. It's kind of like the defibrillator machines where it's, you know, it tells you step by step what thing you need to do. So the last step is obviously, you know, you need to call 911. But we did that anyway cuz you know, we were thinking we have kids at home, they're all asleep. We don't want to take them with us, really can't take them with us, um, who's going to stay here, who's going to go. It was just a lot going on. So we did finally get a hold of her. And um, I think after a couple of minutes, we just decided you need to go. You decided and it wasn't. Yeah. You were like, I'm calling 911. You called so I called and they actually got here pretty quickly. Um, and, you know, they came. um didn't ask a lot of questions in here. They just kind of got your things and. Because I said, should I take out. my coat? And he was like, you don't need it. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> so what was going through your mind, though, when you had to actually, like, administer 
the um, epinephrine and have to call 911. Like that's the first time you've ever had to call 911. We've called doctors who have said go to the ER, but you've never had to actually like well, call 911. Administering it wasn't really, it didn't really, I didn't have too much of a thought. Like, I mean, for work reasons, I've practiced it mm. a lot of times, you know, many times over. Um, but I guess in the moment, it really wasn't a matter of, you know, any hesitancy. There was nothing there, really. It was um, it was only really, I think, when we had to call 911 that it's like, again, going through the, well, what's going to happen? Do I go with you? I can't really go with you because there's nobody here to watch the kids. Um, and, and you couldn't really go things. anyway because of... Um, so I think that that was, there really wasn't a lot to think about at least administering that to you. It was really, I think, calling 911. Then, you know, when they took you away, that's when it, it hit me like, because now I don't see you. You're not you're not in the house. Right. And um, I don't know. I think that one of the things that I've known about myself, but things don't happen enough for me to, like, catch it in the moment, but, like, in traumatic events, I kind of withdraw and I kind of felt myself withdrawing. And I mean, like we prayed, I prayed for you while you were here, I prayed for you as you were leaving. I prayed, you know, I even reached out to a couple of church members to let them know what was going on and to also pray with you. And, you know, they sent out the smoke signals to everybody else and, you know, yeah. everybody was praying. But um, I think it was just kind of like, this is real. In the moment leading up to you leaving out, it was just what I had to do. Everything that, you know, I did, I had to do because that's what was necessary for the moment. Right. It was when you left the house that it was like, wow, this is really happening. Mm. And um, all of the worries, because it's like, you know, outside, you not being here, there's really nothing for me to gauge what's going on. Right. And all right, because it's not like somebody's talking worries, to you or calling you to let you know what's happening. You know, either. kind of flooded. I mean, there are people that I probably should have called and I didn't, but it really wasn't. Uh, it, at that point, it really wasn't. There was no rhyme or reason right. about what made sense. Um, but I think, like you were saying, we prepared for. You know, we have the allergy bracelets for the kids. We have the epi. Well, the uh, well, no. Layla has an EpiPen. They, we all have Abacues, but we have EpiPens too. Okay. Okay. Epinephrine. It's like so annoying when you have to figure out the brand name, but it's really whatever the case. Like we we um, we have them all. We have that, but past that, we didn't really know what to expect. We didn't. Right. We hadn't had an episode where we would have experienced it, and so well, we it did was, with with Deuce in July, and even then, but it you wasn't. Would, to that level right. serious it was right. a it was hives and you know okay well well even then i think we we that was one that we probably should have learned from and i just didn't even because him like i think we dropped the kids off before we took them to the hospital and they were just yeah. like why did you not just come straight here yeah. what were you doing yeah. and i was like i don't know i don't know what we were doing i don't know but yeah so i mean that was pretty much it i was able to you know text you and i think i called to see what was going yeah. on I felt um, bad, too, because I saw that you were calling and stuff, but I couldn't answer because yeah. they were doing all this stuff that they... Because when I got there, too, 
um, like I said, I had taken Benadryl, which I even made the mistake of taking children's Benadryl instead of, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what I was thinking, but that was the, cause we keep Benadryl in the house in different areas right. to make sure in case if they do, you know, ingest something that they're not supposed to. I mean, we try our best to keep everything out of the house, but just in case I always have Benadryl everywhere. And so I just went to the first thing that I knew that I had, not realizing like that was going to do absolutely nothing because I took a children's dose of Benadryl. But then um, between the children's dose that I took, the epinephrine that you gave me, the Benadryl that they gave me in the ambulance, then I got to the ER and then they gave me more Benadryl and then they gave me another like situation. And then, um, and then they gave me like, some steroid too so there was no way i could answer the phone when you called yeah so i mean like without really being able to contact you or be there which again in retrospect and i really shouldn't say retrospect i think after i started to calm down and i was kind of encouraging myself and i'm thinking like if i'm praying i have to believe this so I, i really can't be at odds with, you know, what I'm praying for. So I, I got myself to a place where I was like, well, I'm praying that everything is going to be fine. So that's, you know, that's what I'm going to believe. That's what I choose to believe. And so it was after that time that I was kind of trying to make sense of the things that I did do. Um, and, you know, I think I, I started to kind of feel guilty because it was like, man, I should be there. I know yeah. that if I were in the situation that I would I would want you with me. Right. But I didn't really see a way for that to happen and you know the kids be able to get here or the kids to be here with with coverage like it was after the fact that I like reached out cuz I didn't immediately do it. Like I said I was kind of in shock myself. Right. So it sometime excuse excuse me. <laughs> Hit the mic. Hit the mic. Um, but some time went by and, you know, after I asked for prayer for other people, that's when they asked if, you know, if we needed anything, if they needed somebody to come by. And, you know, we really did appreciate, you know, them willing to come and watch the kids or or go sit with her. But it was just kind of like it would take so much time for you to even get here for me to then to get down there. And I don't even know if I remember where they took you to to be honest, like for me, it would have made more sense to go to Harrisburg, but they took you somewhere else. But whatever the case, like it was just, it didn't seem like it would have worked out, even if I would have had somebody come and stay for me to come see you. Oh, yeah. But I didn't want you to come anyway, though. Like once I got to the hospital, I was like, they, once they started administering everything, the doctor was like, you're going to be fine. I was like, yeah. no, you don't need to come here. Like it's yeah. COVID. Like you, we both don't need that to be in this concern. hospital. That, that was, I, that was what I was playing it. in I my understand. mind though. I was I like, I'm in a hospital. Yeah. We don't both, not if I'm going to go home, we, we both don't need to be here. So that was, that. I think that was really what was going through my mind yeah. through that situation. And you kind of alluded to it, but what was your takeaway from this experience or what did you learn about yourself through all of this? You kind of said it a little bit. Um, well, I think that the takeaway is that, you know, we can't really, cause I, I'm allergic to, I'm not, I don't have, well, yeah, I guess I do. I don't have severe allergic reactions to foods. I 
am allergic to like sulfur-based drugs and I guess because of that I'm allergic to some like legumes or beans or whatever but like I haven't experienced any discomfort or anything really concerning that and the most I get is like hives if I shampoo my hair with something you know shampoo with sulfur and then or whatever but um I think it's really just to take it more seriously than I thought um the most that we've seen is hives in terms of really any um reaction to foods with with the kids or you or you really I right mean, this is the first time i've ever so, had that because i have broke that which is how we even knew i had food allergies to begin with because i broke out in hives so that was kind of the kickstart of me even knowing that i had them so it, i think for me it's it's like you know just realizing that just because the last time was hives or some discomfort um or a rash doesn't mean that the next time won't be worse in fact like that's typically how it goes. You right. find out it, you, there's a reaction, but every time, every you know, subsequent time after, it will tend to get worse. Right. And so the takeaway is just you know being vigilant and watching the signs and monitoring and doing whatever the next step should be in a timely manner. Um, what I learned was I think that I have to be in the moment and not allow myself to withdraw. Right. Because um, I'm sure there's some trauma from, you know, childhood or whatever that that kind of prompted that. But um, I guess I just need to stay in the moment, like catch myself if I, if I start withdrawing or, or whatever and just kind of snap into action um, until, you know, whatever the, the thing is, is, is resolved, so. That was, I think, what I learned from um, the experience. It was definitely one that I won't forget because I think in the beginning of the situation, I'm thinking, not a big deal, drink some water, maybe get a little bit more Benadryl, you'll be fine, I can go to sleep, go to work, and you know, right. but that wasn't the, the case. Hospital. Yeah, that wasn't the case at all, right. so yeah. But that was the crazy week that we had. Right. And so And it still took us a week to get an oven. So <laughs> that will not be another episode. We will let that be what it is. But so it was a crazy week. We are at the end of the episode. And so now it is time for the nugget of knowledge. Um it it worked out well for us, but my nugget of knowledge will be something that is um, heavy, but I think that it would be that you should have your affairs in order mm. to have a will, to have life insurance, to be prepared for the worst, even though we're young, healthy, so on and so forth. Right. You know, you never know what could happen. And I mean, thank God that it happened the way that it did. Right. Um, but, um, you know, if it if it hadn't, you know, we are prepared, well, for the most part, we still right. need to work on that will. <laughs> telling people all our business, dang. <laughs> That's what this is. We're not keeping secrets. No. But that is our ne- that is one of our next steps. Anyway. It is. Yeah. But um, it, I think that it's really important to have those things in order because of the stress that comes with, 
you know, who is left behind and um, how you're going to pay for this and, you know, what comes next. It really does put everyone who you love at ease when you have all of those things in order and you're able to basically, you know, leave them with some peace of mind and knowing that every step of the way is taken care of. Right. So a little bit heavy, but I think it's one that's very- A little bit, that's a lot. (laughs) It's it's something that's very important. Um, And no matter how young you are or how new you are in your marriage, or if you're not married, it really doesn't matter. All of those things I think are important. So just being prepared. Um, I think my nugget of knowledge would be after um, a crazy or traumatic event, um, if all goes well afterwards, make sure that you sit down and have an open and honest conversation with your spouse about what happened. Um, I think that was something that was very important for the two of us to do. And we were able to then clearly process how we both handled the situation, what went wrong what could have gone like, you know, or even our own emotions and why we handled it the way that we did. Cause um, we both, I think, interpreted what we experienced from one another very differently. Very differently. Than, yeah. Than what it really was. Right. Cause I mean, we're being open and honest. I remember, I think I went to you and I was like, what in the world? Like I couldn't breathe and you were just taking out the trash. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And so to sit down though, and to hear you, you know, just say like, I didn't, I, I kind of shut down. And so for you, it wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to take out the trash and ignore what's going on. It was, I didn't think it was as serious as I thought it was. Yeah, it was a and couple so things. I needed to, my process was this, which I mean, I can see how you could process that. Like, oh, trash is tomorrow. If I'm going to be in the hospital all night, let me at least take out the trash. So that's right. not an issue. Meanwhile, but in my mind, it's like, I am literally sitting here. (laughs) (laughs) My thought is also though, like, I mean, I have from the time that they get here to the time, you know, basically from now to the time that they get here to do whatever little bit of stuff that I have, because in my mind, I was going with you, but that, that it didn't happen that way. Yeah. yeah, It couldn't have happened that way. No, it couldn't have. Um, But then also, yeah. So definitely sit down and have a conversation with your spouse And I think another big takeaway is, is if you have children and your children are either around the event or something along those lines, have an open and honest conversation with them as well. So for us, our three youngest had, they they go to bed at seven and this happened literally at like 7.05 or 7.15 or something like that. So it was just a few minutes after they had gone to sleep, but our oldest, like she was awake. And so for her to have to experience that, uh, I think at in the moment, neither one of us were really paying attention because it was, you know, I knew something was going on with me. You knew something was going on with me. But in that moment, neither one of us were aware of the fact that she was watching everything that was happening. So to have to, like, I think it was really important for me to be able to sit down with her um, and just explain what happened and why it happened and let her know that I was okay and stuff because she was terrified. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, just as scared as I was to have to go away in an ambulance, it was terrifying for her to see her mom have to be taken away. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I would just, I would definitely say have an open and honest conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So we are a community here at Hughes of Love and believe that in a community, there is no lack. Whatever we have or the things that we experience is meant to be shared for the good of us all. 
So please comment on our Facebook page, Hughes of Love, and tell us about a time that you experienced a scary or some type of emergency with your spouse or children. What happened and how did you guys get through it? We appreciate you all so much. Um, yes, we do. Yeah, we just thank everyone for listening. Um, don't forget to like and share and comment and definitely subscribe. And until next time, keep, keep on, on loving. loving.